Hey everybody. Welcome to OMG So Random. Hee <laughs> hee. Welcome. My name is Brian. And I'm Dirk. And we have some guests with us today for the first time. Guests, if you would like to introduce yourselves. Hello, I'm Allie. Hi, my name is Cody. <laughs> <laughs> it's nice to meet you. How nice, formal. Uh, Nice of you guys to join us. You're welcome. Can I uh, can I can I confess something? Oh, yeah. absolutely. I, I'm a little worried. I'm not random enough to be on this podcast. Huh. I uh, how do I put this gently? Um, we had we had over a thousand people contact us to be first guests. Right. We didn't think they were random enough. Mm. You you made the cut. We believe in you, kid. You're the Incredible. the random cream of the random crop. Wow, thank you so much. That's we're, really generous of you to say. We're happy you're like, here. Very happy. Hey, um, Likewise. Hey, uh, we just want to get you guys updated. Last week we ran a segment called Apple Watch about our mm -hmm. struggle with Apple Podcasts and them keeping us off of their platform for being too random it was uh it, it was a pretty big deal i mean we we fought long and hard with apple um and they they pulled out the big guns i mean they right. even held a seance uh yes. they got steve jobs to give us a subpoena i mean it was it was pretty serious it, yeah, how did that happen how did they get uh the jobs to do that well they they held a seance uh -huh. And they, they conjured up his soul. And, oh. Um, yeah. And they had him personally issue us the subpoena, which stated that we were too random. Oh, Specifically wow. to be yeah. on their podcast uh, platform, but just in general. That also, they, they thought that we were, you know, It's strange, you know, like what corporations will do in this political climate to shut, you know, the little guys down, you know. Basically, they'll do anything and everything, and yeah. they they tried, but we were, yeah. we we do have a special announcement, um, which we'll reiterate in in Apple Watch. Apple Watch. So if you didn't catch it over the weekend, we did have a press conference. Um, we invited all the press, um, yeah. every every news outlet that MSNBC, we could. NBC, CNBC, uh, BuzzFeed News, NBC mm. Business, Vice you know, Munchies. Uh, guys, I was at a uh, sports bar. I was enjoying a dozen wings, and I actually saw the bulletin come across the cable newswire. Came up there on the TV, and it said, uh, "You know, you guys were ready to give a conference and." Uh, I saw that you even had the cherry poppin' daddies there. It yeah. was it was the cast heard around the world, really. Yeah. I mean, it the was daddies. it was huge. <clears throat> the daddies yeah. were excellent too. I actually worked. Um, <laughs> they were in prime form that night. Uh, bouncing off of Cody, uh, I actually work in the Red Cross building, which you know, like has emergencies playing on their TVs in the lobby all day, and um, 
like he said, I had the same um, message on my screen as well. It was intense. I think the only the only place we didn't get an alert was on like civil defense message yeah. boards. You Trump, know, Trump tweeted about it. Did you see it? I did not see that. No, he was mad. He's uh, he's he um. He was on the app on Apple's side. <laughs> <laughs> We're being unfair <laughs> to Apple. Yeah, it was us. We spread fake news about them. So he well, wasn't. Yeah, he wasn't happy about that. Well, it it turned out to be a happy ending for us because yeah. we are now on Apple Podcasts. That means we are literally anywhere you get your podcasts. Hell yeah, baby. Which is really neat, too, because you guys were on Apple Watch, and now people can listen to you on their Apple Watch. So it kind of, it's like... Now, isn't, isn't that circle. a delicious twist? Mm-hmm. Look at that. Yeah. Things, things are looking up for the random boys. Mm-hmm. Everybody with their smartwatches can tune in. So. They can say, hey, Siri, play me something random. Hee-hee. hee <laughs> 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 um we uh we wrote on the internet today to our millions of fans uh asking if anyone had a question they would like to ask us and we we actually got a couple and we said we would answer them on the air so um the first question is uh what is the most random thing that's ever happened to you and i have actually a, a pretty good random thing that happened to me i went to the grocery store and on my way into the grocery store, a lady from this really big van called over to me. But while she called to me, she was like also coughing. And <laughs> she called me over and asked um, if I could return uh, like a huge mega pack of diapers for her because she had thrown up all over herself. Oh, that's actually <laughs> so kind of sad. I, yeah, oh, it's sad, but I. That's oh. pretty random, though. You know, you don't expect that. Yeah, the um, the manager at the grocery store actually eggs. apologized to me too. She said, That's "I'm weird. sorry that this is happening to you." <laughs> that this is happening. <laughs> did you? Did she give you some free diapers? No, um, she did say, uh, "What was something along the lines of like, uh, God bless you, my baby angel, something like that." <laughs> mm, That's the best compliment. So you can I got ever that. Get, so. I got a. I got a. God bless you, my baby angel. Yeah, that's that's deal. beautiful. I love how the end of that story made it even more random than the beginning. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Uh, does anybody else have any super random things that happen to them that they want to share? Um, I guess I can. Uh, take a jump here and say I used to work at a hotel that was kind of shady and super random. Um, yeah, it, it, it was a random hotel in Fort Wayne. And, um, there was one day we had like a lot of, um, sports teams checking in. Like, I think it was like some teenage, like high school, Check. middle school, like softball team or some sort of like check in to the hotel. Um, and, like, this was a really shitty hotel, so, I mean, anything goes. And I had to, like, run <laughs> back in the hallway for something, and there was a naked man passed out oh. in the hallway. Uh, oh. And I didn't know what to do, so I 
told the girl up front, like, hey, there's a naked dude, like, right, like, you walk through the lobby, take a left, there's an elevator, maybe five feet down, there's a naked man passed out in the hallway. Uh, so, uh, yeah, so that happened, and I had to cover, they said, like, oh, like, just go cover him up, so I found some dirty You had blanket. to cover him up? Yeah, yeah, so I found oh a dirty God. blanket in the laundry room, and I just threw it over him. And, uh, and there was also at the, at the same time, there was a pizza guy delivering a pizza to one of the rooms and he was cracking up the whole time because he saw me having to go through this. And I, I was like, what, like 22, 23. And, uh, uh, you were just a young pup. Oh yeah. Um, and the best part is when I threw it over him, he, all of a sudden woke up and like kind of like did this bear thing like <laughs> and then he and then he asked uh he was like where am i like what state am i in oh, and i wow. said welcome oh, wow. to yeah he he was a truck driver but truck drivers are actually pretty cool so this is like a rare no stigma against truck drivers or anything but um I just said, like, welcome to Fort Wayne, Indiana, and, uh, <laughs> like, helped him into his room, and hopefully he is not driving any big trucks around right now, but he probably Fully is. Fully nude. That's a, so. that's a big 10 Exactly, for. in the nude, so. I, I thought at first when you said the pizza guy showed up, I thought you were going to say that he was nude, too. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, thankfully, that's I didn't really have to witness two to that. nude men, no. If that, uh, if that pizza guy was a gentleman, he would have covered the naked guy up with the pizza. No, he had, like, a big <laughs> box of pizzas, and that's also I could handle you, it. You could have covered the guy's crotch with a big old large pizza. Well, he was kind of like, he was almost like in fetal position, though, too. So it was, like, it, it, it was kind of sad. I don't know. Uh, I felt bad. All these stories are turning sad at the end. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> that was a fun job, in a way. Well, they're asking for random stories. They're not asking for happy stories. Right. Oh, that is true. That's an excellent point. Does anyone else want to share a random thing that's happened to them story? Yeah, I've got right. one. Yeah, yeah, you got one? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So uh, a few years ago, I was driving home uh, from work, and I had to stop at the grocery store near my house. And as I was Which pulling one? in... Uh, <laughs> for the <laughs> This is going to turn into the... We're two degrees from the Fort Wayne gossip cast here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> anyway, we're very go. close. Um, for the Fort Wayne listeners, it's the Kroger on West State Street. And oh. uh, so I was I was pulling in to the Kroger parking lot, and my car uh, as I was as I was pulling in, like I felt I felt it just like drop on one side, like I had hydraulics, <laughs> but I didn't have hydraulics in my car. It was a Ford Focus, and um, of course I look I look out my window, and my back passenger wheel was going a totally different direction than my car. Um, it had just come oh, off wow. completely. <laughs> and so I had to like hurry up and get out of the car and chase it around <laughs> the parking lot. Uh, <laughs> and so while I was, <laughs> I got it, I got it like wrangled and I, I brought it over. Uh, but as I was waiting for a tow truck, um, this really beat up car like rolls up beside me and, um, you know, these two kind of like redneck guys are in there and they're like, well, wh what happened? What'd you do? And I, I told him like the wheel just came off 
and the one guy just looks me dead in the eyes and goes, well, should have bought a Chevy and drove <laughs> off. But the, the kicker, the kicker is they were driving like a 1991 Toyota <laughs> and oh. should have bought a Chevy. That was actually me, I think, when <laughs> yeah. I lived in Fort Wayne. You don't say. Yeah, I think. No I wonder you that. wanted. No wonder you wanted to know which specific grocery store in Fort Wayne. Yeah, yeah. I was pulling into the connecting the dots. Mm-hmm. Everything's making sense. The little, now. the little red yarn threads uh, all over <laughs> your wall are starting to oh, come yeah. together. Of course. Thank you for that. That was that was nice. Thank you so much. Thank you. <laughs> the, the other question we got was, what Skittle would you throw away out of, like, the Skittles rainbow? Oh, I have it already. Yeah, um, um, I mean, I'm not a huge Skittle person. I like sour Skittles sometimes, I guess, but uh, probably none. If I get them, I'm going to eat them, so. <laughs> Is that I'm random all... enough for you? Yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> I'm boing <awesome. laughs> boing <laughs> my wife <laughs> Borat my wife um, yeah I also don't eat Skittles so I'm gonna go with uh, just all of them because I'm just yeah. not gonna pick them up mm-hmm. is, uh, is strawberry kiwi a Skittles flavor mm. I, think that, like I think they have like a them. tropical pack right Okay, all right. Well, I then that's like the one. I, that's the one I'm killing. Strawberry. That's the one I'm saving. Cody. I can't wait till um, Skittles like evolves, and they're like, "Oh no, we need to get flavors that like millennials or young people like," and they're gonna be like, sriracha. And... Yeah, yeah, or like <laughs> chicken uh, and waffles. Um, Skittles brunch. Ginger lime or like Skittles. ginger lemon. Mimosa flavored. Yeah, manmosa. <laughs> all of the above. Yeah, Skittles for men. IPA oh, wow. flavored, Skittles for mm-hmm. men. leather flavored. If you like <laughs> IPAs, you're gonna love these new Skittles that are coming out. Barbasol flavored. They ooh. smell like a ooh Barbasol. Yeah, they smell like a Douglas fir. <laughs> oh, <it's> Skittles. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah, I I'm not I'm not a big Skittles fan either. Um, yeah, so that was a really bad question. Whoever asked. But you know what? I appreciate the question. Yeah, I yeah. love the question. No, uh, me too. So, um, Allie, one thing I'm one thing we don't do man. here is we don't trash our our audience. So, oh, absolutely not. No, you're canceled. Actually, <laughs> no, the engagement is really great and it's fun. So, <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, I enjoy I'm, it. I'm just Sorry, giving sis. you a hard time. <laughs> you're canceled. Sorry, sis. Sis. You're canceled. Cancellation is final. <laughs> just cut out. My... I would. Uh, but if I had to choose, I would probably get rid of the grape Skittles if I'm just going with the basic flavors. Mm-hmm. I don't know. The grape flavor is not good. Is there like a yellow Skittle? Yeah. I think so. Is there a banana one? Because I would Ugh, probably throw that out. I would out. take that out. Yeah, yeah. I'd yeah. take that one out. I don't, think, I don't think a banana Skittle, it might exist, but it's not a core Skittles flavor, I don't think. Because mm. the yellow okay, Skittle well, is good. lemon. Oh it, yeah, lemon. It's not canon. No, 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 no. That's fan. A banana skittle is fan fiction. <laughs> oh, Towards I think skittles. I'm thinking of Starburst. That might be. <clears throat> anyway. Starburst, much better candy, by the way. Uh yeah. Yeah, Jolly Ranchers too. 
Yeah, the Green Apple Johnny Jolly Ranchers are pretty nice. Johnny Ranchers. The Johnny Ranchers. Johnny Rancher. Jolly Ranchers. Everyone's favorite cattle herd, Johnny Rancher. (laughs) Johnny Rancher jeans. That's like my cowboy. Yeah. Come on down for four ninety nine. All you can eat filet mignons at Johnny Ranchers. It's a really I good where it. quality is our brand. <laughs> I picture it being like a big like buffet, like Sizzlers, and just yeah. <laughs> having a bunch of really gross, like cheap meat. There's <laughs> like a a neon sign of like cheap a lights, like a cowboy with a lasso. Oh yeah, yeah, like, but kind of but like he's flashing. like lassoing the word fixins. It's right above Ooh. the salad bar. <laughs> Ooh. Oh yeah, I kind of I'm craving that right now. I'm getting hungry Ooh. thinking about it. I could use a fresh heap and helping a fixins. Yeah. <laughs> Allie's just looking for some vittles and fixins. <laughs> to sup upon. Down, uh, at, down at Johnny Ranchers. I think we should probably fire up the randomizer, right? And see see what yeah, article we um, come up with today. Yeah, if you guys haven't listened to the show before, basically the idea is we do jokes and spoofs on um, random Wikipedia articles. Uh, we found out... Well, let me tell you, first of all, we designed a special high-tech randomizer that provides us with a random Wikipedia article. We hired this team of top-flight scientists, including our our lead doctor, Dr. Valverina Giubini. Um, And then after we had them design this machine that picks a random Wikipedia article for us, we found out that the Wikipedia website just has a link that you can click on to get your random article. So we really feel like we have to get our money's worth out of this machine. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's why we started the podcast because we're going to, um, eventually have like a, um, you know, sponsors and a Patreon just making tons of money to pay back for the machine. Yeah. Um, the machine is my favorite part of the podcast. So yeah, Ellie's a huge fan of randomizer. Let's fire up the randomizer. Yes. All right, here we go. Let's see what it brings up. This is so exciting. Oh. Come on, baby, give me a good one, baby. <laughs> Scooby Doo, Mac Mud Menace. <laughs> Did you guys catch that? No. <laughs> Scooby Scooby Doo. <laughs> so you, um, you do a pretty mean uh, Apple voice, like synthesized voice impression. <laughs> You're pretty. It's pretty strong. I do what I can. Uh, the uh, the robot said Scooby Doo Mecha Mutt Menace. Mecca as in like the holy city of Islam? <laughs> no. Mecca is as in mecha- mechanized. Ah, uh, okay. I thought this was now OMG so Ramadan. Hehe. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> that is that's great great material there, Brian. <laughs> You've been you've been sitting on that one. Oh yeah, I've been ready. I have been ready to unleash that on the world. I'm impressed. <laughs> it just yeah. You found that in the middle of the night and you wrote it down. I think it's I been did, waiting. <laughs> and well, you know, genius strikes at all hours. That's true. So what is Scooby Doo and the Mecha Mutt? Oh, yeah. Or what is it, Scooby Doo Mecha Mutt Menace? It's, it's Scooby Doo Mecha Mutt Menace. Um, it's a direct to DVD special based on the Scooby Doo Saturday morning cartoons 
and it was released on September 24th, 2013 on the 13 Spooky Tales Rutro Robot DVD. <laughs> that was actually the last line of that episode, which was kind of funny. I think anyway, that's, I think that's the last line of every Scooby-Doo episode, oh. right? Is it? I haven't watched Scooby-Doo in a while There's things before. that I've always noticed about Scooby-Doo, okay? Yeah. Two, th- two things that definitely happen. No, three things. Three things that definitely happen. One, there's always a chase scene down, like, a hallway. And they play, <laughs> like, wacky, like, music. Like, surf music, usually. Mm-hmm. Or just any kind of music. Yeah. Um, the other thing is, like, any time they get caught, they're always like, Oh, I would have done it if it wasn't for you kids, right? <laughs> I always do that. They always call them kids, and what I said yesterday when watching, I'm like, the one uh, tall white dude with the blonde hair, he just looks like this man. It's so funny. They're like, <laughs> oh, kids. And it's like, this guy is like, anyway, go ahead. Allie's over Sorry. here like, this is a full-grown man. <laughs> this is a big man. <laughs> anyway. Sorry, are you talking I, about I Fred? Freddie. Yeah. <laughs> Fred. Continue, Fred? Brian, please. <laughs> I want to talk about Fred now. <laughs> <laughs> so well, first of all, he's brave enough to rock an ascot in 2019. That's what I was going to say, and he he gets all the ladies too. Oh yeah, he's really uh, yeah, he's roping them in with that ascot. Oh yeah, Jesus. And then so. tapping that ascot, right? He's a he's a regular Johnny Rancher with the ladies. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he well, he's he's got all the fixins, right? <laughs> oh, I'll say. All the fixings. <laughs> That's a tall side of beef right there. Mm. Uh, actually, like a... <laughs> so Mecca like... Ma- Menace. Mecca but yes. Yeah. A big part of this episode is actually about like Fred and his like <laughs> romantic interests. Yeah. It's yeah, a there's lot of drama. there's a little yeah, right like right off the bat there's a little yeah. drama. Um yeah. Well, should because... we back up and say, like, where they're at, what the plot is, what it starts out? Like, they're at a science expo in That's Houston. Right. In Texas. Houston, Texas, yeah. of course. <laughs> like... Well, and, and not only that, but the the science expo has a an exhibit, uh, like a monster trapping project that involves magnets, a trampoline... And a sticky net. <laughs> right. And this is Fred. That's what he entered into the contest. Yeah. The sticky net. Like, okay, <laughs> that's not a science project. Yeah, it's just... That's a, a Rube Goldberg project. It's kind of yeah. like a like a hazard. Yeah, right. <laughs> like, you that's might, like, you know, it, it's like you need to put, like, um, I don't know, like, cones around it. Like, people... <laughs> it's just adding some sort of... Um, yeah, trouble for someone to interact with. Did you a guys? Net. Um, did you guys at your schools have science fairs as as kids? Yeah. What what kind of stuff did you do? Um, I only entered one, and we made a volcano that you blew out of a um, a coffee tin, but with like an actual flame. And Ooh. but you, like you also That's blew, cool. you like blew through a tube into the into the tin and then the like top was supposed to pop off but um my mom tried to test it out and the flame actually popped out of the top and it set her hair on fire oh, oh wow 
can I re- can I recap this very quickly? You built yes. a bong for the science fair, and yes. your, bo- your bong <laughs> caught your mom's oh, hair the, on fire. A bong Abs- or yes, a bong? Absolutely. Bong. No, no, a a a, a, a marijuana. A marijuana device, bong. Okay. A bong. A marijuana. marijuana bong. Yeah. Okay. Great. That's great, Brian. Uh, did you then get like a bad grade, or what was the? Um, no, because like. The only time anyone's hair got set on fire was the, <laughs> the time my mom tried it out. <laughs> so, <laughs> we brought it to the fair and, you know, we got away with it. No one else God set on fire. And, so um, so the, judge, the judges didn't come by and set their clipboards on fire? <laughs> no. Sadly, they did not. Well, I mean, you know, if you got to set someone's hair on fire, it might as well be your mom's. <laughs> right. You want to hear it? She'll forgive you. Does she ever bring it up, though, when she's mad at you? Like, no, um, and there was that one time you set my hair on fire with that stupid coffee can volcano, Brian. <laughs> no, because I think she knows for the most part that she did it herself. Oh, okay. You know, she she blew into, it was our project, but she was trying it out, and I don't know. I don't, I don't think she blames us. <laughs> does she? <laughs> Maybe she does. Maybe she does. Hmm. That same friend accidentally that I did the science fair with accidentally hit my brother in the head with a golf club like accidentally a, m- a month later. Yeah, it was just, <laughs> it was definitely an accident. But he was like bleeding all over the place. He had to get oh, yeah. staples. Had to get staples in his head. Glad he's okay though. Then my mom got mad about that one though. That was the one. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure the feeling is um, understood. Yo, uh, no one. No wonder why um, people always want to do crimes to these kids, though. What kids? You know, like the Scooby-Doo kids. Yeah. They go to, they go to a um, science fair, and they just set up a net. Like, that's their plan. Set up a net. Mm-hmm. And see if someone, like, ends up in it, I guess. And someone did. Yeah. Yeah, but, but instead of a monster, it was a pretty girl. <laughs> Perhaps the most powerful monster of all. Whoa. I... Whoa. So Cody asked um if like all of us have done any science fair projects. Dirk or Cody, have you guys done any like random uh science projects? I'm interested. I think I, I remember we had the science fair, so I did some of those, but Mm-hmm. We also had this thing called the Invention Convention, which is like yeah. the same thing, but you're you're like a little kid, you're supposed to come up with an invention. So um, I, I invented what I called the Seg Egg. Now this was basically a piece of Tupperware that fit around your Sega Genesis to keep your little brother <laughs> from knocking it over. Nice. Mm. Wait, yeah. how did it so, work? Well, it worked basically by, we cut some holes in the back and you put the wires through and you put the lid on great big like cake kind of tupperware thing mm-hmm. put some holes in the front for the controller and you turn it on hell yeah so it, so it, 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 it didn't actually it, do like there's a shell around it right exactly <laughs> exactly so like the dog force be able to like step on the reset button oh and... wait yeah, so, so it was over the control oh just over the button on the console. It's over the whole okay the whole machine you know wow it's like the it encased the whole machine in a in a plastic dome did you have, like, a, a handle attached that you could carry it with, too? Well, no, I wasn't thinking that far ahead, but the cool oh, thing okay. about it was um, 
I, I got to bring it in and bring like an old TV in from my grandmother's and I got to play video games at school all day. So that's really, Oh hell yeah. 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 That's cool. Um, I had a science fair project, uh, and I hated science fair, like through elementary school, middle school that we had to do it. We were forced to do it. And, um, there was one I did like, like in third or fourth grade and it, I just was so lazy, and I was like, it was winter, too, and I'm like, which snowball, snowball, snowball would melt the fastest? <laughs> so I did a science fair, a science um, uh, project on if you pack snow heavier or lighter, which one will melt faster? Uh, and obviously the harder packed snow would stay... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. It, it was like the laziest project I've ever done. Um, well, I mean, you could have spun it into a yarn about thermodynamics. I was, I think it was closer to like second or third grade, probably third or fourth grade. <laughs> so Cody has just, always been a man of science. That's true. He is a scientific man, indeed. I'm a bit of a renaissance man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What about you, Dirk? I I did do the science fair, but I, um, well, I guess, okay, I, I was thinking I had pretty boring exhibits, um, but one year, it, it was in middle school that I did the science fair, and at the time, my dad was really into racing homing pigeons. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Random. That's very random. <laughs> Um, so sure, I did pops. an exhibit like, uh, on which, um, like which type of homing pigeon would be the fastest to return home. Hmm. <laughs> that, no, that's kind of neat actually. No, it's really cool. But again, cap random with a capital R. Yeah. One of my friends in high school, um, raised pigeons. It was kind of neat. I think that's cool. Yeah. I, I would sit out in the yard, um, with like raggedy old clothes and breadcrumbs like <laughs> like the old lady on Mary Poppins and i would just say like feed the birds tuppence a bag i imagine you as the lady from the home alone movie who was like that pigeon lady do you know who, who I'm talking was about? like yeah she like all throughout the movie something? you thought that she was like the scary woman mm -hmm. and she was like really nice Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's you to me. <laughs> I'm a scary woman who's actually really nice. You're a scary <laughs> pigeon lady that I love. That when you're lost in New York will help you and not mm -hmm. murder you. Mm-hmm. Thank yes. you. That's that's very sweet. Thank you so much. Yep. Anyway, sorry to... <laughs> well, so back to the back to the plot. Um, you know, Fred's got his, his little project, but the, the girl that he catches with his trap is actually the daughter of a NASA scientist named Ned Staples, which I was going to say, you can't get a nerdier name than <laughs> Ned Staples. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, Ned Staples, uh, <laughs> yeah, like Ned. calculations. If you're named after like something like staples like, i don't think it can get worse than that right john pens 
<laughs> Ronald Notebook. <laughs> Derek Keyboard. <laughs> Ralph Office Depot. <laughs> I heard Ned Staples say that was easy at least 50 times in the the episode. <laughs> Sorry, I just, I, I was thinking about even just what Ned, uh, Ned Staples looked like, and it was so funny. He was well, just... he's, we should remark, because it's worth mentioning, he's not just any scientist, he is the lead right. scientist of the whole yeah. Fame, facility. Famous NASA scientist, too. He's the head is honcho. What he's labeled as. That's a thing. <laughs> right, he's famous NASA scientist. King shit of NASA mountain. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> and it starts out with him giving, like, a... a uh, a TED talk with a. Uh... Oh. Uh, anyway, Dark, you're better at describing. So. <laughs> no, you're right. It with is. It is weapon. very. It is very much like a TED talk, um, right. where he reveals uh, his latest creation, which is, um, it's it's a Mars rover, for some reason designed to look and move exactly like a giant dog. Um that he has called Mecha Mutt. Um, but Such unfortunately, a bad name. <laughs> uh, <laughs> like, what about it. like Robo Dog? <laughs> well, and also is, calling it, calling it better, calling it a Just mutt kidding. implies that it's not, it's not purely a robot. Right. So, right. so is there like insinuation here that it's actually a cyborg mutt? Do you ever think about that? Huh. I think we got so that. So it's not full. It was like a giant it's robot. like half real dog, half. Yeah, it's made like in a laboratory Mars rover. It's like half Clifford, half Gundam. So you're saying that that Clifford, the big red dog, was captured by um, Bill Gates and converted into a computer dog, basically. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I I think that's probably the only explanation for this. But yeah, he's he's showing this thing off on stage, and he's kind of like sharing his. It reminded me of like King Kong a little bit. He's got this giant beast. Everybody's looking at it, and then all of a sudden, this thing starts to wig out. And honestly, like this was probably my favorite part of the whole episode. Mm-hmm. Is this this giant robot dog just flips out and starts growling and shooting lasers out into the crowd <laughs> of this head talk? <laughs> Like, that actually rules and uh, is a high point, I think, of this. Oh, yeah. And it's funny because he's, like, shooting lasers out of his eyes at the crowd. And it's, like, busting through, like, all the seats and the audience and whatnot and almost killing people. And then it hits uh, one of the, uh, oh, God, I don't know her name. The one with the glasses. Yeah. Uh, it hit her. Come on, yeah, it hit yeah. Oh, sorry. It it hits her and like it just goes through her glasses, like the yeah. middle of her glasses. <laughs> Blows them in but half. It, and that's it. Like it just breaks <laughs> yeah, her glasses. The other, and... like the chairs are getting sliced through. Yeah. And stuff. Yeah. And and <laughs> she's like, oh. And yeah, and just tapes them shut, and then she's fine. So <laughs> that that was funny. Also, um, uh, we forgot about the the little lady that um. The handsome guy met. What's her name? 
Her name is Melanie oh, Staples. Melanie Staples. Melanie Staples, Melanie Staples right. And yeah. She, she's very interested in Fred, and Daphne uh-huh. does not like that she's interested in Fred. And it's so funny because they, okay, so we should establish they had a machine. Like, they made this, like, magnet thing for the science fair, whatever. What was it called? The science expo? Yeah. Yeah. So they made this giant, like, crane with a big-ass magnet that just... Um, was a weapon? What was it? What was it for? It was a way to trap monsters. Mm-hmm. So it picked her up, and somehow she got flung into this net, and she was, like, covered in sticky stuff. It was it was a sticky net. So do you guys know what the net was about, or...? The, I think the net is just to secure the monster. Well... Okay. I guess... Yeah, I, I, this, um, you know, the whole expo, I was confused of what the, the goal was. Oh, okay. Yeah. So. I guess, I guess the, the expo is to just show off, um, the advances of science Yeah. in, in Houston, Texas. I mean, I think it was <laughs> the hotbed of science innovation. <laughs> And Fred has a net, and the other guy has a, yeah. <laughs> a but, bionic dog. <laughs> so cyborg when, dog. When that gal, uh, what, um, the daughter Melanie of the big Staples. science, Melanie yeah. Staples, um, flew into the net and got stuck. It was really funny because Fred, Fred, or the, yeah, Fred. Yeah, he he went up and he just like grabbed her right by the waist. <laughs> yeah, it was weird. <laughs> he just like pulled her off, and it was he really had funny. Both or hands weird. on the hips. Oh yeah. Like, uh, no, no permission. And all this like. <laughs> when I dip, you dip. We Fred dip. Am I right? Mm-hmm. But yeah, so they went to the uh, show with her dad, and then that dog went nuts, and then after that, they had a, you know, something to deal with. So. Well, I think after that, we go into the, the phase of Scooby-Doo where they kind of start to show you who all the suspects are. Mm-hmm. You know? Yep. Right. They went around interviewing, you know, the other people that worked in the lab, which was very dark for some reason. Uh, yeah, yeah, it was all, it was off hours, you know. Uh, but they're closing, all still Closing working. time. Yeah. They're all still working. The first one they came across was Lab Assistant Irv. And this is lab lab assistant Irv in the credits is like a um, a proper noun. So that's his name, lab assistant Irv. I um, like in the Wikipedia article it describes him as having a desk covered in food wrappers and sticky hands. He was sticky my favorite. Hands, yes. Yeah, he was my favorite character for sure. <laughs> he was like shaking people's hands, and when they left hands, they'd be like. Stuck with gum, and he just Ew. walked away. And he would like touch their sweater, and then there would just be like a gum mark. So, so <laughs> oh my god, I love him. <laughs> I want to put. A, I want to put my a snack, serious. Snack I want to put a serious uh, snack daddy. Yeah. <laughs> I want to put a pin in that because he kept offering people. He said candy. Yeah. He's like, do you want candy in this popcorn? Yeah, yeah. but the bag was like <laughs> a bag of like a really generic bag of popcorn that you get at like a school carnival. <laughs> or even like a bag of peanuts from the circus in like 1970. 
it's just like this bag with red and white stripes and he's just handing out this ambiguous candy like does he ever describe what the candy actually is is it no. gum is it... it's just we just know it's sticky <laughs> he just has this yeah. pink slime that he leaves everywhere <laughs> i love him and i i almost wish like he was um a relative of shaggy because they just both seemed like he had like this red shaggy yeah, hair, hair just too. like yeah, him yeah. and so i like immediately said when we started watching i was like oh he's related to shaggy or something like maybe they're both you know but um no he's one of his own and he has that snack mentality that it, um i think shaggy also you know right um, big snack energy i wonder yeah. if they are maybe they're like you know distant cousins or mm-hmm. like, you know something that yeah I look at their Look at their their faces and their hairstyles. Let's get that uh, ancestry.com Yeah, take a test and see if... 23 and me. We'll gather up God, some I of the gum him. off his hand and test that for DNA. Yeah, but he was hands down my favorite character of this episode. He was so funny. Just gum all over all his like high-tech computer NASA <laughs> stuff. Like everything. Like he had this lab in NASA and it was covered in gum and candy. What's, uh, it was so this, funny. What's this uh, technician's name? Does anybody remember what his name is? Uh, yeah. I forget too, actually. Lab Irv. Assistant Irv. Irv. That's it. Okay, so this also we kind of explained that Irv is uh, like obsessed with Melanie Staples. Like, oh, yes. yeah. Like, yeah. Like unhealthy obsessed. Kind of yeah, yeah, like he's just talk, like, talking weird. about marrying her to her face, and she's just like, oh, okay. She said like no kind of thing. a few times, yeah, so. Just really know, wanting to he, distance herself toxic, from her. Um, he actually had, a, like, a face tattoo, too. Remember? It said, I love Melanie or whatever. Yeah, right, on his he lifted up his forehead. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he lifted up his shaggy hair to review a face tattoo yeah. that said, I love Melanie. And he made it a big deal that no one, could, he, that the... The dad, her dad, didn't give him time to date anyone. I don't know. That confused me. I didn't like that, but whatever. It's just like such a random, which is what this podcast is, but it was so weird. It's like it didn't really make sense with the plot at all. It didn't really add up to anything. So it was like, why did they do that? You know, I think it was was for humor. He was a classic red herring, you know, because the gum, the gum residue becomes evidence later, and I think that kind of <laughs> yeah. falsely points you to him when, in fact, there's another culprit. Right. I think I think calling it a red herring is a little on the nose when he, in fact, had red hair. Red herring. Yes. May, perhaps it, mayhaps it was a pink herring. Oh. Due to the color <laughs> of the bubble gum, or the taffy, or whatever the hell. Mm. <laughs> The candy. Hmm. Now that's a twist. So we meet Irv, and and we kind of have some exposition with him for a while, and then I think the next scene features another giant robot dog that isn't the original one. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, there's another one, because Shaggy and Scooby, you know, they're off wandering around looking for food like they're known to do, and they come across this... uh, giant robotic dog and uh, they think that it's Mechamut because you know Mechamut had run away after he blew up the uh, auditorium with his laser eyes and it's very dark so you can't tell it very looks like dark. a giant robot dog right yeah the entire mm-hmm. laboratory is dark for some reason I don't know why but um yeah <laughs> so they dark. think that it's Mechamut but uh, it turns out <laughs> not to be it's just the other big dog there <laughs> 
because one big robot dog wasn't enough. Right. No, no, we've got to set up, there's a prototype giant robot dog, yeah. and his creator is then introduced as well. Yeah. Dr. Devin Albright. Dr. Albright is not happy because she thinks that the scientist that created Mechamut stole her idea because she created this first robotic dog that's supposed to walk around on the moon or Mars, whatever. Now, I will say this for Dr. Devin Albright. She did a way better job of naming her robot dog. She just called it Rover. Right. Which is... Which is apropos, especially if it was going to go out to Mars and, like, you know, travel over Mars terrain. Rover sounds great. Mecha Mutt, not so cool. Red Rover, the Red Planet. You know, it's, there we it's go. all there. She thought yeah. it through, you know. This is the more marketable product here. But if, unfortunately, it didn't come to market fast enough. No, no. Right. <laughs> I like so how they made kinda, it. Oh, I like how they made it seem like she was, like, evil, too. She was a very, uh, you know, um, yeah. disgruntled employee. She was not happy. Right, very that's butch. how they, sh- they set them both up that way, you know? To try and make us think that both, like, either one of them could have been the uh, culprits behind turning Mecha Mutt evil. Yeah. I really, um, actually enjoyed her, like, androgyny. I, I, she was just, like, this strict strong woman um she was probably my favorite character uh in this so congrats to um scooby-doo for uh, for being woke helping me yeah helping me admire or find finding a hero and you know for myself personally i would uh i would like to point out that Allie, you just did a continuity error because the last time you said Herb was your favorite character, and now you're saying... Oh, wait, you're right, yeah. That this is your... So every no. scene is... Every, she's got... Every, every single character <laughs> is her favorite. Sure. Okay, yeah. Thank you, Cody, for that. Um, <laughs> I actually take it back, because the Snack Man is my favorite. So... Continue. <laughs> Well, at this point, we have uh, two robot dogs fighting one another. <laughs> right. <laughs> to determine, I guess, who really gets to go to Mars. <laughs> who, in fact, is the big dog and who has to stay on the porch, if you know what I say. Who's I'm in saying. the doghouse, you know? <laughs> Who's going in that doghouse? That's right. <laughs> So, um, yeah, we have uh, two um, robotic dogs. Who's going to be the alpha? I thought it was uh, I thought it was uh, kind of postmodern that the rover uh, robot dog was also being piloted by Scooby Doo, who's a dog himself. <laughs> so there was kind of like a like a uh, um, a consciousness and the body kind of relationship there between him and this robot. I find it really fascinating. Right. So I think we forgot to mention that somehow Scooby-Doo and Shaggy end up in the other peaceful Mars Rover dog robot. They are piloting him. Yes, and they have have to battle Mechamut. They have, like, they have two joysticks in front of them, and they're controlling this robot like Voltron. 
Yeah, have we went over, like, why they chose them and, you know, like, why they're like, oh, Shaggy and this Scooby-Doo dog should control this NASA robot to fight this other to save... Yeah, I, I don't know if it was a very strenuous selection of the process. It was just kind of like, mm-hmm. this is going to be the wackiest thing to happen on this, for this cartoon, so mm-hmm. I'll just hop in. And you it's know. funny, like, the step before that, they were like, we don't have anybody who sh- like, who do we pick? Well, yeah, they were saying the staff was gone because all the lights yeah. were up and everybody's home. So because nobody, the... There's nobody there to pilot the rover, so mm-hmm. it's Shaggy and Scooby have to do it. Yeah, so they're like, because the staff is gone at NASA, we get Shaggy and Scooby. Those are uh, the choices to run this equipment, which is great. Um, hey, sometimes you gotta work with what you got. Yeah, and they're, they're, they had um, the NASA employee that created the machine right there but yeah she she could hop in there you know she could have put a helmet on and hopped in you know i mean even the the gal's dad was somewhere yeah, where, where he's gone this whole time he's mm-hmm. not even there like, he's, he's not he's in, in charge he's, he's in charge not... of this facility but he's not present when these two robot dogs are having like a fist fight and knocking mm-hmm. over all the different rockets yeah that was a great too much scene. of a liability he's got to get out of the way Mm-hmm. I think um, this, this is where I appreciated this the most because um, this is not like the old Scooby-Doo from the 70s. This is like a new kind of rebooted, like none of these people are the original voices from like the mm-hmm. old Hanna-Barbera cartoon. Um, and to me, like I, I watched all those old cartoons growing up like on cable TV um, and early they were pretty horrible. They were very cheap looking. Um, they reused a lot of animation and... Nothing exciting like a robot dog fight ever happened on that show. The original one. So, um, but here in this remake, yeah, they step their game up a little bit here. Yeah, in modern day, like they're a lot more flexible and ambitious with what they're trying to show you. Yeah. Oh, um, I, absolutely. Because it's yeah, that... not you know, it's not Don's not like having a mask pulled off of him or whatever. It's like. <laughs> It's, it's like this full-scale, like, 3D-looking robot fight. Yeah. See, I'm I'm used to seeing, like, the old ones, which I didn't even, you know, really watch that much. But um, I'm used to those. So this was completely different. And I love the robot, like, robot fight. Almost as, like, uh, the movie Robot Wars that we've watched. Um, or just, it. it's really fun. And go ahead, Cody what you were saying about the fight. No, no that's all. I, I just, I appreciate, mm-hmm. I appreciate how far we do have this common in all this time. Yeah. I wish I could. You've come I... a long way, baby. That's <laughs> what I have to say to Scooby-Doo. Yeah. The animation was kind of funny. I don't, I, I guess I'm not used to it because I'm used to the old ones. So, um, I always, uh, it was it was new watching it. When was this? Um, what was the year this was made? The year of our Lord, twenty thirteen. Oh, oh wow, wow, yeah. I thought it was yeah older. Um, so. I I really want to highlight the the very last part of the the Wikipedia article. I I love it because whoever wrote this wrote a very detailed plot summary. Mm-hmm. Um. But 
I I really like the how they describe the reveal in the article. So um the two robot dogs crash into a magnet wielding crane. <gasps> but Rover is okay, I guess. M- Megamutt was destroyed. Um we should. Velma Velma then like identifies Melanie as the culprit behind Me- uh, Mutt's rampage. I almost called it Megamutt's rep- <laughs> rampage, but um, but then Melanie admits that she did it because her father would never give her any attention and she wanted to show that she was just as brilliant as he was yeah I, I was about to say um, I forgot to mention the part where before that actually where Shaggy and Scooby get locked into the gravity chamber Um, which is like a total reference to Charlie and the Chocolate Factory where they're like, they don't have gravity and they're, it seemed like the same uh, situation except they don't like like a a wind tunnel yeah, I don't I I know uh, this is before what you were saying so maybe that's not the right time to bring it up but that was a pretty intense scene with the dog and the um Everyone floating in this gravity oh, chamber. The, the, the giant robot yeah, dog, the smaller, regular-sized dog, and and had right by the goddamn floating around in the wind tunnel. Yeah, <laughs> because it, it, that brings up what you're about to say is, um, who caused the gravity chamber to go off and stuff? So, who caused it to go off, sis? Uh, <laughs> Melanie Staples. And then she got, she got canceled. <laughs> and Mecha got canceled as well. Yeah. But I, I really, I really love the last line of this article because it says Fred wins second place in the science expo and Shaggy and Scooby end up finding more than just astronaut food when they end up accidentally launched into outer space. <laughs> Yeah, he's going to accidentally get launched in outer space. Yeah, it's the, yeah, worst. It's the worst. That's a uh, big uh, row. row. That, that's kind of... <laughs> isn't that, isn't that, oh, wait. That, that's the closing <laughs> shot. You're, like, hurtling through the atmosphere, and, yeah, yeah. Scooby drops the rot row. Yeah. Uh, beautiful. Um, they, uh, they list the cast of the show, and I never knew that, like... All of the Scooby-Doo characters had last names. Like, Shaggy has a last name. I don't think that's right. His last name is... Like, he shouldn't. His last name is Rogers. He's Shaggy Rogers. <laughs> I hate that. Yeah, that's, that's but, not good. But actually, uh, Shaggy the singer, he actually... I looked into him because I was just reading this. You know, got into Shaggy. Uh, he has a last name, too. Shaggy the, the singer? Mo- the, the vocalist? Yeah, yeah. The performer? Yeah, like it's... Yeah, his performer name has a last name. It's Shaggy Magoo. Really? I always thought it was Bombastic because the Mr. Bombastic song. I totally made up the whole Magoo thing. That's not really his last name at all. Oh, I was really hoping it was. (laughs) But he did redo the uh, Scooby-Doo song at one point. Yeah, that's right. But he uh, made it like, where are you Shaggy instead of where Scooby-Doo, where are you? Because he's an egomaniac. <laughs> cool. That's nice. The, 
the kids tried to reveal that he was the culprit in one of the mysteries, and you know what he said? It wasn't. It me. wasn't me. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Scoobledy-doobledy. <laughs> well, does anybody have any closing thoughts on Scooby-Doo Mecha-Mutt Menace? Yeah, I, I don't think we managed to touch on the scene where... Because, you know, one of one of the hooks, you know, one of the main gimmicks of Scooby-Doo and, and Shaggy, his accomplice, they, they're always looking for snacks. They're always, <laughs> they're always hungry. So in this episode, um, here in Houston at, at the headquarters of science... Uh, they <laughs> happen upon a stash of astronaut food, which is just kind of these like Capri Sun pouches that they're like squeezing this brown uh, kind of like fecal looking fluid into each mm-hmm. other's mouths with. Yeah. Um, <laughs> pouch. It's so gross. They almost yeah, look it's... like saline sacks too, like with little yeah. spouts on them. Like they, yeah. yeah. Like an, like an IV drip kind mm-hmm. of thing. Yeah. It's gross. Yeah. But they were yelling, they would yell like flavors at each other too when they'd squirt it into each other's mouth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Chicken cordon bleu. <laughs> yeah. And it was like a brown liquid. Oh, there was a oh, really yeah. great it's scene. tomato soup, man. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> if you guys pie. recall the scene with um, the make, Mecha uh, Mutt uh, when they're being chased, Shaggy and Scooby, and they find the banana flavored space food and they squeeze it behind their shoulder and then it slips on the banana that's, that's a pretty good joke that's actually a pretty good joke yeah <laughs> that was clever. a pretty uh that's that's classic fun. slapstick yeah. updated yeah. for the space age baby it, it was a ridiculous uh fun episode uh uh there was romance jealousy there was uh you know conflict uh drama with the you know, there was everything. I think it had the whole package. So, If I had to describe it to someone, I might say it was a kooky madcap techno romp <laughs> through the imaginative minds of Scooby-Doo and, yeah. and the gang. And the gang. Um, I think the one thing I would like to just touch back on is lab assistant Irv. Um, I just have a couple of thoughts about him. First of all, uh, he's supposed to be like a smart scientist, but his hands are so sticky. <laughs> like he's a genius. Like has he never heard of a napkin? Like, how, did he, how did he get that far without finding a napkin Stop. at some point? I love what? him. Okay. Why Stop. You, why don't you he's research some wet wipes, Irv? And he's like so no. upset. Like, oh, I'm so sticky. Why would anyone date me? Like, dude, you're sticky. Just wipe your hands off. <laughs> I love him. Okay. He's a beautiful man. He's he's a beautiful man. Indeed. He's misunderstood. Definitely, and I think um, that bias that you have is uncalled for. Just because someone pushes like gum on people and touches people and literally runs uh, a NASA like computer system and has gum all over everything where stuff doesn't move does not mean he's not a good man. And let me tell you something. You know and I, I don't know I don't know if he has taken credit for it, but I think lab assistant Irv might have been the one to invent 
sticky caps on the keyboard. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Little, little I mean, keyboarding a, humor. Oh, that's... <laughs> yeah. Scientist genius. I see what you did there. Um, <laughs> I want to make a poster for him and send it to you guys for the... to put out, like, on, you know, social media to... You know, he's a person too, okay? And he's... He might be sticky, but he's... He still has a heart. He's all, all he of us, do, okay? Like, literally, all he has to do is just, like, find a napkin. Like, there's <laughs> more than just napkins, too. Like, there's paper towels. There's wet wipes. Wipe I mean, it on like your shirt. Stream. Like, They've, he could rinse his hands off. They probably, like, like sterilize so the equipment. There's so many options that he could do to just not be so sticky. Well, yeah. And he would solve so many problems. Dr. Especially, Staples is keeping him too busy. He complains. He says he's been working for four days straight. Oh, yeah, he doesn't you, get to you, leave. You would be sticky, too, if you had to work for yeah, four days. You, no, no you're right. Maybe he ran out of napkins. Maybe he brought him in four days ago. Yeah. But he's also a creep, so, oh, well. But, you know, we all have um, snack tendencies. We all are sticky, disgusting animals, so. We all maybe, keep uh, candy in a popcorn bag from the circus. Yeah. <laughs> uh, exactly. So, my two cents. <laughs> so. Well, um, I I think I think that about wraps it up for Scooby Doo Make a Mutt Menace. Yeah, I'm, I think so I think too. I think we can close the book on this one. It was a good time, Scooby Scooby Doobly Scoobus Doobus. But uh, and I wanna I wanna thank you, Allie and Cody, for joining us today, for being our first guests. Yeah. And being so random, he yes, queen. <laughs> yeah. It's uh, it's been an honor, fellas. Thank you. I really enjoy it. Um, I hope to be on again. Um, someday. Once, yeah, this is great. Thank you. We'll have our PR team reach out to you. Awesome, cool. I'll um, get my PR team to reach out to you as well. When that That's happens. very gracious of you. I appreciate quick, that. Mm-hmm. Quick shout out to Utz Chips. Ooh, Utz Chips, yes. Uh, we are snacking on some Utz during this podcast. Mm, listen to that sweet Utz crunch. Mm-hmm. It's what's for lunch, Utz. <laughs> So, uh, it's, it's what's for Lutz. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, um, also, if you go to the store and are looking for Uts, uh, they do have crab flavored. So, for all you guys who don't like potato chips, I mean, it's weird. They do have crab flavored, so that's something. Or if you're feeling a little cranky that day. Mm-hmm, you know? feeling a little crabby and... <laughs> um, it, it actually, it on the bag, it has their Uts logo and then in parentheses it says the crab chip <laughs> which I'm not sure what that means but it just says the crab chip and each one of those letters are capitalized so crab chip is capitalized <laughs> so um, Uts thank you for uh, being a friend not a sponsor yet but you know fingers who, crossed mm-hmm 
Fingers someday crossed. soon. Yeah, thanks for joining us tonight. Uh, hope you enjoy. Uh, <laughs> hope you enjoyed hearing about uh, Scooby Doo and the Mecha Mutt, who is not from the holy city of Mecca, but in fact, a mechanical Mars roving dog. That's right, and be sure to follow us. You can like and subscribe us on Apple Podcast and anywhere you find podcasts. If you do listen to us on Apple, make sure you leave us a review and, you know, leave us a five-star oh rating. God. We'd really appreciate it. 